News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Where we've been increasing the number of GP training places over the last number of years, we've actually gone from about 120, now that's back in 2009. Uh, next year, we'll be at 350. So 287 this year, 350 next year. Last year, we had less than a thousand um, medical graduates apply for these GP training places, which was still a, a large number. But we've gone up now from less than a thousand to about 1,300. Uh, it's really great to see. And what I think it reflects is a growing appetite in general practice. We've seen GPs come more and more centrally into community care over the last years. They did an extraordinary job during COVID. They're leading on free contraception, uh, new menopause services, uh, chronic disease management services for their patients, access to diagnostics and more. So it's it's really encouraging to see because we know we need a lot more GPs. Some parts of the country are doing fine, but other parts, particularly more rural areas, People are really struggling to get a GP. So that's our focus. Increase the number of GPs, increase the number of training places, increase the supports we provide to GPs who do such a good job uh, right around the country. Okay, Uh, is there more to be done? Because, I mean, we do hear from, as you say, particularly from rural GP practices that they just cannot get doctors uh, to come in and, and, and service clients. There is more Patients, to be done. I say, not clients. The Irish College of General Practitioners have a fantastic program, a non-EU doctor program. They're bringing about 100 GPs into Ireland this year, about 250 more next year. A lot of them from South Africa. I've been speaking with the ICGP about looking at other countries around the world as well. And the ICGP, to their great credit, are targeting communities like these rural communities uh, who are finding it harder to find a permanent GP. I've spoken as well with the uh, with the universities and with the ICGP around what we can do in more rural areas. And they've made the point to me that they want to see uh, training places in rural practice become the norm. What they're finding is, you know, when I, I was in uh, Connemara recently and I was talking to some of the new GPs there in one of our new primary care centres, And the point they made to me was, if you get the opportunity uh, in your four-year training programme to spend time in the rural practices, um, people are much more likely to stay and realise what what an amazing life you can have in somewhere like Connemara or some other, um, you know, some other wonderful place around the country. I can see that. Obviously, it's it's a difficulty, not just getting GPs, but but other professional healthcare professionals. We were talking yesterday uh, on the show about the lack of ICU beds. Now, I know there are plans in place. I know there's been a 25% increase in the last, I think, three years in ICU beds, but we are still lagging way behind uh, the rest of the OECD in relation to ICU beds. We are, and it, and it is a big focus. One of the areas when COVID hit us, I think, where we were really badly exposed was on ICU. We remember... One of the biggest fears we had at the time was making sure we had enough ventilators, that we had the ICU capacity. Uh, and whilst our healthcare professionals responded uh, incredibly uh, and the, the surge, they, they managed to cope with the surge um, that was required, it was very clear that we didn't have enough ICU beds. As you say, we've, we've increased them. So we've gone from about 258. We're at 324 today. Uh, next year, we're opening another uh, 22. That'll bring us up to 346. We have, a, a, on top of that now, we've identified five sites. It's phase two of the critical care plan, five sites around the country where we're going to be adding uh, more than 100 more beds. That'll bring our total up to about 
450. That's in excess of the 2018 uh, capacity review, but it's it's absolutely needed because our per capita level uh, simply is, is is not acceptable, even though we've had a big increase in the last few years. All this against the backdrop of the health budgets, although growing in recent years, being squeezed in the most recent budget. Were you hung out to dry in that budget, as, as the opposition uh, suggests? Well, the budget for next year for health, excluding disability, is is, a, is the biggest budget ever. It's still €22.5 billion. Euro. Mm. Um, the, the budget day package was €2 billion. Euro. It's about €800 million in core spending, over a billion in non-core spending. And importantly, a bit that didn't get much focus, uh, over €150 million extra in capital funding, which obviously is very important. Essentially, say, Shane, the, the budget for next year... Um, is less expansionary than in the previous three years. That That is simply the truth. Over the last three years, we've been able to do, we've, we've had an unprecedented expansion in capacity, yeah. in reform, we've cut patient costs, we've rolled out new services, and the waiting lists are now falling. That's been the, that's been the focus. But, but it, it has is the, the case that been next... brought to that, though? I mean, uh, the people are saying no money for new drugs, that your promise of 1,500 additional hospital beds, that now lies in tatters. It is the case next year that there isn't funding to reduce patient costs, though in fairness, an awful lot was, was done. There, there is one modest measure, which is we're increasing the free contraception scheme up to uh, 31 years of age. It is also true that there is less funding to roll out the new services. However, uh, areas like um, CAMS, diabetes, gynecology, paediatric orthopaedics, genetics, uh, obesity, there is funding to continue to expand uh, those our focus next year really is on waiting lists uh, and on consolidation and on productivity. So we still do have funding for over 160 more hospital beds, the 22 critical care beds we just talked about. We're opening six surgical hubs around the country to really uh, reduce the waiting list for inpatient and uh, day case mm. or particularly uh, a day case. Yeah. And we're continuing to in, to invest in our workforce. The safe staffing framework is going to continue is, to be is rolled out. It's a bit loaves and fishes, uh, Minister. It does sound a little bit like you, you didn't get what you wanted in the budget negotiations. Well, I, I'd say probably there's no minister in any budget negotiation has ever come out and got everything they, yeah. okay. er, everything they wanted. Look, we've had three really positive uh, expansionary budgets in healthcare over the last three years. And, and it is leading to really significant improvements. And we had a recent debate, uh, and in fairness to opposition TDs, they acknowledged uh, that things are getting better. Not We, we obviously still have a long way to go, but th- things are getting better. Um, but the, the, focus w- the focus will be on productivity. The focus will be on consolidation. Um, and, you, you know, we've a job to do and we'll, we'll get on and we'll do it. OK, three really quick questions before we let you go. Uh, quick fire questions, Minister, if, that's, if that is possible. Uh, the Taoiseach said recently that, he, that perhaps the final lockdown in COVID was unnecessary. Do you agree with him on that? I, I'd need to take a, I'd need to take a, 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 a look. I'd need to take time and, and go back over all of the facts and figures. I, I, I don't think it'd be useful for me to... Uh, just give you a, a view at the top of my head. What I can say, which I said at the Ordesh over the weekend, Shane, is that it, it, the review is important. We have done two reviews already in healthcare. We've had a nursing home review, and we've done the Brady mm-hmm. report, and, and we're acting on all of those uh, acting on all of those things. But I believe what will be found is what the likes of Dr. Mike Ryan, the WHO, say about Ireland is that in the round. The response from the nation has will have, okay. will be seen to have yeah. been a very positive yeah. one, and 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 one really characterised by solidarity right across yeah, the board. I, I think most people will will agree with that. Uh, uh, 
Two last things. Um, you, the Dáil recently passed a vote to ban vapes. Um, I, I think you've said you'd like to see that enacted as soon as possible. When can that happen and what other plans have you for clamping down on, on vaping? Yeah, we passed it last night, actually, in, in the Dáil, uh, the final Dáil stage. What this is going to do is it's going to ban the sale of vapes to children, to those under 18. Uh, I'd like to get it, it to the Shannon in the coming weeks and to the President, and hopefully he'll sign it. So I'd like to have this enacted before uh, before Christmas. It does other things. It brings in a licensing system for the sale of tobacco and vapes, uh, ban on ven- vending machines. And then there's a second piece of legislation we're working up. I want to see a ban on the single-use disposable vapes, I think we need controls on the flavouring. I think we need controls on the the packaging. I believe we need controls on the point of sale. You know, when you go into the petrol station and you're just bombarded with all of this. We have a second uh, bill underway. Public consultation started this week. I'm hoping to have a draft to Cabinet in March. And I I want to crack on. Ireland needs to take an important role in this. And ultimately, this is about keeping children and young people safe. I believe that this is a very... There's been some very cynical marketing and some very cynical... Um, behaviour going on in terms of targeting young people and uh, we, we, we are going to stamp down on that very hard. Okay, we will leave it there. Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.